And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and special guest, Tim Moore. And we are very excited to be here as part of the Lamb and Lion team. And of course, we have a great program prepared for you today as we're going to be talking about the millennial madness, the what, when, and who. So for those of you that are following us live in social media, go ahead and post your questions or your comments for us. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Tim if he will open us up with a word of prayer. I sure would. Thank you very much. I will just ask those that are listening to join us uh, in their hearts and just ask, Lord, we give this time over to you that it would be of encouragement to everyone who is listening that as we open your word and look into the things that you have already revealed for your son's soon return, for his glorious reign, for a thousand years on this earth, and then for the ushering in of the eternal state, that all who are listening would be encouraged to know that in the midst of darkness there is great light coming, and they can know him who has already come into this world to bring light, Jesus Christ. So for any that don't know your son already, Lord, I pray that this would be an opportunity for them for those who already call Jesus their Lord and Savior, that this would help them look forward to his soon return. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. I get you into a truth to set you free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore. So we're talking about the Millennium Madness. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my guest to the program. Nathan Jones, it's great to have you on the program. Hey, brother. As always, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be able to connect with you all and Share our passion for the Lord's soon return. I know a whole week already went by, Nathan. You know, it's always Wednesday. I'd like, I, we do this, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's Wednesday again. It, hap <laughs> it happens so fast, the weeks go by. <laughs> I know, and of course, I'm excited because we have Tim Moore with us. Tim, it's great to have you on the program. Well, thank you very much. I'll try to get here more often on a Wednesday. Obviously, Please. I'm in ministries, and this week I just happen to be in town as opposed to out and about. So I'm glad to be able to join in. Oh, that, that is fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you both so much. And of course, for those of you that are out there who are not familiar with the program, Nathan, will you be able to share with us just briefly uh, for those that are not familiar with the resources and also a little bit about the ministry? Well, certainly, certainly. Uh, we're uh, all evangelists here with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of different ways, primarily through our television program, which is called Christ in Prophecy. It's now in its 18th season, and it's aired all over the world on the major networks. We go uh, to conferences all over, uh, both here and sometimes overseas, speaking engagements. Tim here leads trips to Israel at least uh, once or twice a year. Uh, we have a website called ChristinProphecy.org. There you'll find a wealth of videos, articles, social media. You can sign up for newsletters. You can read our blogs. We want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and get you excited like we are about the Lord's soon return. So check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, some of you maybe are not familiar with our special guest, Tim Moore. Tim, can you share a little bit about yourself for those people that are out there maybe are not familiar uh, with your role? Yes, sir. Well, I am the uh, Associate Evangelist here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, have been on for about... Uh, six and a half years reaching out to people through evangelistic efforts. I go and speak at churches. Uh, as Nathan said, I lead the pilgrimage efforts that we take overseas. So once or twice a year, we take 40 or 50 folks at a time, a small enough group that we can move fairly quickly, get to know each other, and really dive deep into seeing all that the Lord is doing even now in the land of Israel. Prophecies are coming to pass before our very eyes there, 
And so any of your listeners, I would encourage to consider going to Israel. Come with us and see what the Lord yeah. is doing. And then, of course, I also am on the television program quite often. And next year, we are undergoing a transition here at Lamb and Lion. So our lead evangelist and the fellow who's been directing us for the last 40 years, Dr. David Reagan, who had the vision of proclaiming the Lord's soon return, is going to transition into sort of a semi-retired role. He'll still be writing and very active in that responsibility, but he will pass on the day-to-day directorship of this ministry to me, and I'll be working very closely with Nathan and, of course, you, Vic, and we have another assistant evangelist, Patrick Oliver, and all of us here at Lamb and Lion will continue to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ until he breaks from the sky and calls us to himself. So, praise the Lord, that's what we are all about each and every day. Woo, hallelujah. And, and of course, and thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to come alongside of you as a volunteer here with the ministry, as a volunteer evangelist. It's a, it's a pleasure to be serving with you guys. And honors all ours, Vic. We sure are. Oh, man, we, have, we always have a lot of fun. And again, for those of you that are just tuned into the program, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, Tim Moore. Again, we're talking about Millennium Madness. We're excited to have you as part of the program as well as we have a great program prepared for you today as we recognize that there's a lot of misconceptions when we, when we talk about that millennium. And we want to clear up some of those misconceptions uh, today. Uh, again, so Nathan, uh, you and I have been doing, of course, these programs for many years. We've covered a lot of different topics. Uh, of course, the millennium is one that still we find a little bit of confusion about. And we want to go ahead and, and, uh, and open up the program uh, with a simple question as, as we try to, clar- uh, um, again, clarify and, and uh, clear up some of these conceptions. But Nathan, what, what exactly is uh, the millennium? Well, for me personally, it's it's what I'm living for most in life, what I'm looking for most in life. It's the fulfillment of Bible prophecy of Jesus Christ returning to this earth to set up his kingdom and rule and reign. So you can call it the kingdom of Christ or Christ's kingdom. Uh, it can be called the Davidic kingdom as well, because it's not just the, the his rulership through the church or through people's hearts, as it is in this church age. But it's where Jesus will physically rule and reign on this earth from Jerusalem. And it's called the Millennial Kingdom, because if you go to Revelation 20, there are six references that give the time period or the time span for how long this kingdom will last. And it tells us it'll last for 1,000 years. Mm. And Nathan, of course, we know in Spanish we have mil, which is millennium, uh, 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 thousand. So where exactly do we get the name of the term from? Will that be from the passage? Right. You have people who don't believe that the millennial kingdom will last a thousand years. And that's where you get the A, A millennium, no a thousand years. Uh, like you said, in, in the Latin was millennia or milli, and that's where we get a thousand. So millimeters, a thousand meters, milli, you know, that's where the count comes from. And that's where we get the term. But we know then that the and it says it over and over again. I can read the, the passage in Revelation 20 where again and again it says, uh, a thousand years, a thousand years, a thousand years. So it's very clear in Revelation 20 that we know this kingdom will be last. Uh, I love verse six. Blessed and holy is he who is part in the first resurrection over such a second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. If you're that means, a, us. That means us. If you're a Christian and you are saved, then that is a Bible verse that has your future in it. 
That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And Tim, talking about the millennium, what is the time frame? When exactly will this event take place? We know there's a rapture. We know there's a tribulation. And of course, the millennium. Yes. And of course, we don't know when the rapture will occur. And that's what we are all looking forward to as the next so-called immediate event. Uh, in other words, there are no signs that have to happen uh, in Bible prophecy prior to the Lord calling the church home to himself, the rapture of believers all around the world. And so after that occurs, the world will descend into even greater chaos than we see today. And very quickly, I think it will uh, descend to the point that the Antichrist will be manifest, and then the world will enter the time that the Bible calls the tribulation. Obviously, that will begin when the Antichrist enters into a peace treaty with Israel, the Jewish people, allowing them to rebuild their temple. And we know that the tribulation itself will last seven years. It is not the rapture that begins the tribulation, but I think it will lead to a series of events that will culminate in the tribulation. But the tribulation itself will last for a thousand years, or excuse me, for seven years, I'm sorry. And then Jesus will return. We know that he will turn, return exactly seven years after that peace treaty is signed and the tribulation begins. When he returns to reign on the earth, we will come with him and he will set foot on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem, ascend to the throne of his father David there on Mount Zion in the city of Jerusalem. Satan will be bound. Uh, another verse there from Revelation chapter 20 that again affirms that thousand year period says in Revelation 20 verse 2, and he, Jesus, laid a hold of the dragon or excuse me, he, the angel, lays a hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him so that he would no longer deceive the nations until the thousand years are completed. And so that's exactly what will happen when Jesus returns to reign. Satan will be bound and the earth will be flooded with peace, righteousness, and justice as we've never experienced since the Garden of Eden. And so throughout the Old Testament, prophets pointed to this time of incredible holiness, righteousness, and justice as something that they were looking forward to. And of course, it is in Revelation that John, communicating the message given to him by Jesus Christ himself, defines that this period will last for 1,000 years. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Tim, for clarifying that. Nathan Jones as well. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tune into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore. As we're talking about the millennium madness, we're clarifying misconceptions about the timing and also uh, uh, the, the future uh, that awaits those uh, for this time period. Again, it is a thousand years, mill and... Uh, Again, we're just uh, showing you in the book of Revelation chapter 20 where it actually talks about uh, this time period called the millennium. Now, also, uh, Tim and Nathan, and just to clarify, there was a big hype about what, uh, Y2K 1999. We were going to shift over to the year, uh, to the new uh, millennium, if you will. Some people right. actually thought that was, that was the millennium, but Nathan, that's not true. Well, it is a new millennium. We're entering the sixth millennium of human history. Many uh, theologians believe that there'll be seven altogether with the millennial kingdom being the last. God seems to do everything in sevens. And so uh, we're looking at entering into the uh, end of the sixth and beginning of the seventh one shortly. So 
yeah, uh, we are getting real close to that seventh millennium where as we close the sixth one out. And uh, but I it wasn't Y two K. We we all lived through that and uh, survived. Right. I, our uh, founder, Dr. Reagan, uh, even today when we were talking, brought up a good point. Uh, when the Jewish people uh, passed the torch, so to speak, the Lord moved from using the Jewish people as to get the gospel out to the world. Uh, he transitioned to the church, but when the day of Pentecost came around 30-some A.D., it didn't happen right away. There was another 40 years before the temple fell and the Jewish people were dispersed. And, and he believes, and I, I think he's obviously right, that we are in another transition time as we are seeing God's focus slowly move off the church and then the church will be raptured off this earth and fully on Israel. Now, Israel's been in the land since 1948, so the focus is back on Israel again more and more so, and the church seems to be receding more and more to the point where we will then have that seven-year time period where God will, as he prophesied in Daniel 2, that the Gentile kingdoms will be destroyed, and once the Lord has destroyed the Gentile kingdoms, which is culminated in the Antichrist global kingdom, then he will come to set up in his kingdom. And I love that this kingdom, he promised it in Revelation chapter 22, verses 7, 12, and 20, three times. He says, and behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. So again and again and again, the Lord has promised that he is coming back. You can read Daniel 2, 44 through 45. The God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. That is the kingdom that we are talking Amen. about. Amen. And, and that's why I asked that question, because, you know, when Y2K was rolling around, I think we need to clarify, Tim, you would agree with me, but that there's a difference between the millennium and then entering into a millennium. Would you agree? Oh, most definitely, Victor. And I think that's an excellent point you make. It's kind of like saying, I'm in a period of tribulation. Well, all of us have had times of trial in our life, but it is not the tribulation as referenced in Scripture. And so many people, especially in other parts of the world, we can think about our, our Christian brothers and sisters in China. They have been undergoing tribulation under an oppressive communist regime. Uh, other people in many parts of the world who believe in Jesus Christ have had great tribulation in this lifetime, but it is not the tribulation. By the same token, Scripture says that ever since Jesus was here, there have been antichrists. There have been individuals and entities that have come against Jesus Christ and his gospel message, but none of those qualifies as the antichrist. And so there's a spirit of antichrist in the world today. There have been individuals throughout human history who have opposed God, opposed his plan of salvation and his plan for those who are his, but the Antichrist is coming just as the millennium is coming. And so, yes, we change over from one uh, century to another. And at Y2K, we changed over from the, uh, the second millennium after Christ to now actually the third. But the millennium referenced in Revelation will occur when Jesus returns to reign physically and manifest again in jerusalem oh awesome and thank you so much and that's exactly what we wanted to clarify tim because there's a lot of misconceptions uh, out there uh, and we wanted to make sure that individuals know the difference between both because there are different views out there nathan can you talk to us about the different views regarding the millennium we have a millennium and some others right we do well you got to realize that the return of jesus christ to set up his kingdom is 
one of the, if not the most prolific prophecy in the Bible. Zechariah 14.9 says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And Psalm 22 says, For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. Or this famous Christmas passage, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And yeah. so again and again, we read in the Bible that the Jesus Christ will set up his kingdom. Now, you want to talk about different views, and there's this one view that is pretty prominent. Matter of fact, it's probably the majority view, and it's called amillennialism. There's that A again. That means no, no thousand years. That view would claim that we are living in the millennial kingdom now, and I hope we talk a little about the aspects of the millennial kingdom, because that should make it pretty clear we're not. And I, I love what Cotton Mather, he was a Puritan pastor back in the 1700s, and he kind of clarified where amillennialism gets its, its, its misconceptions. Because the kingdom of Jesus Christ, or Christ's kingdom, is a threefold kingdom of Christ, as he called it, but with a fourth yet to come. For one, it was a spiritual kingdom, and we are living in that today, where he rules and reigns over the hearts of men. It's a providential kingdom that we know that God is sovereign over all, and he rules through the church as the ecclesiastical kingdom. And that's where amillennialism gets it wrong. It stops right there and says, oh, God is ruling through the church. But Cotton brought this up. He said, there's a fourth aspect to the kingdom that is neglected, and that's the Davidic kingdom, where Jesus was promised to rule and reign on the throne of King David right here on this earth. And that's why we know that this cannot be the millennium now, because Jesus Christ does not rule and reign on this earth in Jerusalem. That aspect of the kingdom has yet to be claimed. Amen. Mm. Excellent point, excellent point. Now, Tim, I do love what you wrote uh, on the Christ in Prophecy Journal. Who will the church age saints rule over during the Millennium Kingdom? And, and you share there greatly, and that also uh, points to our view, uh, where you said the Bible teaches that Jesus is going to return to this earth to reign from Jerusalem for a thousand years. This is called a premillennial, uh, the premillennial uh, viewpoint. And we also have to share with others where we stand, right, Tim? Yes, exactly right. And so we believe that Jesus will return bodily to the earth prior to the millennium kingdom being uh, initiated. So there are some who say that uh, our millennialism is correct. Again, as Nathan said, no millennium. They just discount the thousand years and say, well, we don't know how much time it will last. And then there are a few folks or some who believe in what is called post-millennialism. They think that the church itself will essentially take over the world, become the primary kingdom within the world, and we will usher in this era of peace, righteousness, and holiness, reign for a thousand years. So they're post-millennial. They still think that it will be a thousand years. And then we'll essentially turn over that kingdom to Jesus Christ. Here, look what we've done for you, Lord. And the point that we would all agree on is, really, the church is actually declining in its influence, even in the previously Christian West. The church is not succeeding in Christianizing the world. Uh, obviously, this viewpoint came back early in the church era when there was a great uh, expanding of the church, uh, even from Rome. And so they thought, well, eventually we'll conquer the world. It will be the, the primary kingdom, if you will, of the world. That has not proven true. Even a couple of centuries ago, when there was a great uh, revival, initiated in parts of Europe and the United States, uh, the Christian West, there was another belief, well, maybe here we will finally 
uh, aspire to reach that level of peace, righteousness, and holiness as we evangelize the world. But we can see that mankind always gets it wrong. The church is not perfect, and we will not be able to usher in the kind of holiness and righteousness Scripture speaks to, and it points to all the time. And I'd, I'll bring up one point. Uh, Nathan mentioned a great passage about Jesus coming, but I'll mention one other. When Jesus demonstrated that he was ready to initiate his ministry, he quoted from Isaiah 61, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And as Luke 4 records, he closed the passage at that point, sat down and said, Today I proclaim the fulfillment of this passage in your hearing. And, of course, his Jewish listeners were uh, very appalled that he would make such a claim because they knew that that was a messianic claim. But what I will point out is Jesus did not read the end of verse 2, which says that this same messianic promise would also usher in the day of vengeance of our God. And so Jesus came the first time to fulfill that first portion of the passage, but when he returns again, he will execute judgment on a sinful world and then usher in that kingdom of peace, righteousness, and holiness, and we will be reigning with him for that next thousand years. Fantastic. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Tim and Nathan, for clarifying. This is very important. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, Tim Moore, we're with Lamb Lion Ministry, and we're talking about, again, the millennium madness, the misconceptions that there are out there. And Nathan, so again, Nathan, clearly we're not in the millennium now, right? <laughs> uh, let me read you a verse from Isaiah 11 that explains what is required to have a millennial kingdom. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. That, I'll, I'll give you one more, Nathan. Please. You've got me so excited. Yeah, yeah, add to it. In Zechariah chapter 14, and I'll read from verse 9, and then I'll skip down to verse 20. It says, And the Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day the Lord, Yahweh, will be the only one, and his name the only one. We arguably could say today there's no way that the whole world recognizes Jesus Christ as Lord and King over all. But then in verse 20, it goes on to say, In that day there will be inscribed on the bells of the horses, Holy to the Lord, and the cooking pots in the Lord's house will be like the bowls before the altar. In other words, if you're inscribing Holy to the Lord on the horses, bells, and bridles, and the <laughs> cooking pots in the kitchens, everything will be holy unto the Lord. And obviously that has not happened yet, but it will. Up to that, because we can keep going here. <laughs> Isaiah 36, look upon Zion, the city of our appointed feast. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, and there the majestic Lord will be. Now, I've been Israel three times. I know, Vic, you've been, Tim's been yes. many times. We've been to Jerusalem, and you really don't find Jesus there. There's a lot of so-called churches and things like that, but they're very pagan, very heathenistic. There's all sorts of religions there. 
many, many religions recommend, uh, represented in Jerusalem, but in the millennial kingdom, Jerusalem, as Tim said, will be dedicated solely to the Lord, and there you will see Jesus Christ. Now, I haven't seen Jesus Christ in Jerusalem. I haven't seen Jesus in Jerusalem either, and it says a, a fountain of water will come from beneath his throne, will flow all the way to the Dead Sea, which is east of Jerusalem, and will bring life even to that dead body of water. And so all sorts of promises are made of what this kingdom will be like. We have not yet seen those manifest, so we know the kingdom is yet to be. Mm, absolutely. And thank you so much. And this is why this is so important, because there's so many misconceptions out there. And people need to realize from the word really what's going to take place and how this is all going to take place. Now, Nathan and Tim, I'm going to have to stop you guys there because you have so many passages, man, that we're going to need like three other programs to finish. You just got to start it. We got more. Bring it on. You're just warming up, right? <laughs> well, listen, I, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I do want to just uh, one more question, Tim. So who will actually go into uh, the millennium? Is this for everyone or, or, or who's actually going to inhabit this, this wonderful place? Well, that is an excellent question, Vic. So let's just back up for a moment. When the Lord calls the church, all the believers of the world to himself in that glorious event known as the rapture, Every Christian in the world, every person who has put their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior and worshiped Him as Lord will leave this, this earth as we know it, and we will be with Jesus. Then, when He comes back at the end of the tribulation, we will return with Him, but already in our glorified bodies. Throughout that horrible period known as the tribulation, there will be some people who will come to a believing faith in Jesus Christ. They'll be watching videos and listening to podcasts that are recorded or reading books like we have here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, and they will understand, oh, my goodness, I've, I've missed it. You know, my friend Vic, Nathan, were telling me about this for all these years, and I, I didn't put my faith in Jesus. Is it too late? And a handful of people throughout the tribulation will finally come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We know from Scripture that the Antichrist will hunt them down and will try to eradicate every one of them. They will be martyred by the thousands and millions, and they will actually go to heaven, and they will cry out in heaven, Lord, avenge us, even from the martyrdom during the tribulation. There will be a small handful that will live through that tribulation period, as horrible as it is, and when the Lord returns, he will separate all those who have rejected him, even through that era of the tribulation, and yet, those who were righteous, not because of their deeds, but because they put their faith in Christ, even in the midst of the tribulation, they will be able to go into the millennial kingdom in their mortal bodies. And once the Lord has restored the earth to its original perfection, they will live for many, many, many decades and have many, many, many children. Scripture tells us that and will repopulate the earth. And so we who have been believers in Jesus Christ in a rapture will come back to reign with him over those who enter into the millennial kingdom in their mortal bodies and, of course, their children and their children's children for the next thousand years. But I would tell the listeners today, don't wait until the tribulation time to come to faith in Jesus Christ. Put your trust in him today so you don't have to go into the tribulation and endure those years of horrible affliction. Put your trust in Jesus Christ today and join us in looking for your blessed hope. 
And that way you can be assured that when that trumpet sounds and the rapture occurs, you will go in the twinkling of an eye to be in the presence of Jesus Christ. And we will all rejoice with the saints gathered there already and saying hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Tim. And Tim, you made a very good point. Again, all those who put their, their trust and their faith uh, in Jesus Christ. That is so important. So you can celebrate with us. Now, Nathan, of course, as we get ready to close the program, would you be able to maybe share with that person how they can start their relationship with the Lord even right now so they can enjoy all the things that Tim uh, had just talked to us about? Well, we gave you a lot of information, a lot to think about, but everything boils down to John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as the Son of God and your Savior? Have you repented of your sins and asked Jesus to forgive you for your, your rebellion against him? If you haven't, now's the time. If the Holy Spirit is moving your heart, pray from your heart. Something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be gone and you will inherit a new life now and in the millennial kingdom. Amen. Mm -hmm. Woo, praise the Lord. Listen, if you pray that prayer for the first time, wherever you are, reach out to us. We would love to continue to pray with you and give you a Bible so that you can continue to grow in your relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. You can also reach us at 305-992-9537, text or call. We would love to celebrate with you this wonderful new life in Christ Jesus. So we're very excited for that. Wow, Nathan and Tim, amazing, man. Our time has already blown by. What a great program. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Tim and Nathan. Well, thank you very much, Nick, for the opportunity. And may the Lord bless even those who are listening today uh, with the words that we've shared and that their eyes, uh, the, the eyes of their heart would be open and that they would see Jesus Christ clearly. Awesome. Well, Tim, I hope you're going to be back in town soon, man, because we got to do the second part for this, you know? Uh, again, very soon. I pray as well. <laughs> awesome. Nathan, what a pleasure it is to have you on as well. And I want to thank you both for, again, clarifying this very important issue about the millennium. So it's great to have both of you in the program. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you. You as well, Vic. Godspeed. Thank you. And of course, for those of you that are tuning into the program, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Vic Batista, Tim Moore, Nathan Jones, we want to say goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Remember, our lines will continue to be open for those of you that are in need of prayer. 305-992-9537. Have a great day.